Unbelievable. So, just about to call absolute incredible legendary actor from West Belfast, Geraldine Hughes. Geraldine has been in so many different things. She's been in Rocky Balboa, Gran Torino. She was recently on Harry Potter on Broadway and really, really awesome woman. We got to interview her in the summer when we were in New York and it was such a special episode. Really, really interesting to hear her life story and the journey she's been on. And really today we're just going to hop on the phone and just see how she's doing, what's going on. And we have some uh, questions submitted from the Producers Club as well that we'll get to. So let's see how the WhatsApp can make it to New York, New York. Hello. Hi, Geraldine. How are you getting on? Well, it's a little bit of feedback, but uh, hopefully that'll sort itself out there. I hope so. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, okay. uh, that sounds good. Awesome. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different cords and cables kind of going on here. So uh, we'll hope that the, the line holds up. But, yeah, I mean, I just really wanted to kind of go back to the last time that I saw you. And that was actually on stage in the Lyric Theatre in Belfast. I think it was for maybe your final night of Belfast Blues. And I just thought that that was such an incredible performance. It probably feels like a lifetime ago now, especially with everything that's been going on. But I just kind of wanted to start with how was that experience of bringing that play to Belfast and playing it to a local audience kind of in in the city that it's about? Well, you know, for me, it was was dreamy. It was special. It was... It was one of those decisions that um, was a bit difficult for me to make because I was just a bit um, exhausted in my life and, to be quite honest, not in a great place. And I thought, oh, gosh, can I really delve back into that world? And um, I uh, was actually a few different people in my life who are mentors and, um, you know, who reminded me that I needed to tell the story again mm. and that I should and that I, I had to go do it. <laughs> and so <laughs> it was beautiful, Matthew. It was just filled with uh, extraordinary feedback and people, you know, August. No one goes to theatre in August, for Christ's <laughs> sake, you know. Um, and they all came and many generations of people came and it was very, very moving to me and um, really special and uh yeah it was was it was just beautiful wow and there was this really really incredible moment and it was literally at the very very end and i've told so many people this story and it was whenever you mm-hmm. kind of came on stage to do your final bow i'm not sure what the, what the technical language is everyone's up on their feet they're clapping they're cheering and then you did this thing where because it was a one woman show you know, we're kind of used, we're kind of used to like, you know, in theater, like all the characters come out and everyone's linking arms and yay, and everyone's buying. But you did this thing where you cycled through all of your characters and you didn't say a word. So you didn't make any verbal communication. It was purely physical. And it was absolutely uncanny because all of those characters Mm. were so recognizable and so well-defined that from a very, very subtle action that you took with your body it was as if you were completely transformed into that character and I, I've just told so many people about that because I was so amazed that 
I had such an affinity to those characters, even though they were just you, but how you were able to encapsulate them just by doing that. I just thought that was incredible. That came very organically at the very beginning of developing the show many years ago, because I felt like I acknowledge uh, Eamon and Sheila and Eddie and Margaret and we Geraldine, the sort of five leads of the show. <laughs> and I felt like, well, they, they all need their own, you know, their own curtain call. They all need yeah. their own acknowledgement. So <sighs> I, yeah, I, I love that. And cause they all get their own round of applause. Yeah. So true. And it's like, there's a great word I only came across recently. I think it's like, I think it's mainly like from like further South, but it's like the word ganch or something. And it's, it's like the perfect word to describe what that like physical action was. Mm. It's like the, I don't know, like the yeah. the aura or like just the way somebody walks. And we all know like our family members like so well, like, you know, when you even live with someone for ages, like you pick up on like, yeah, that's just the, one of the weak quirks that they do. So how much yeah. of that, Yeah. how much of like those bits that you incorporated in were actually from those people in real life and how much was kind of just creative license? Uh, well, for my mom, it was very easy because mothers just hold everything in their heart. So my hand is always in, on my heart when I'm her. Um, my dad was a sort of a, he used to um, comb his hair with Brill cream. Do you know what Brill cream is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he had that sort of, you know, teddy boy. Hair yeah. <laughs> so that's where the sort of the hand on the hair came from. And nice. Margaret, um, was a desperate smoker. Um, I always remember the armchair in her house um, was filled with cigarette burns and all of her family came again. That was just lovely, Margaret's family. And then Eddie had really big glasses that I remember. So I always (laughs) remember his eyes. So the blinking just sort of, that sort of blinking thing with Eddie, which I'm actually doing now when I even say his name. (laughs) Um, Something. Although although a couple of nights and performances over the years, I have done Eddie and my contact lenses have gone around the back of my eyeball. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Connor, my my better half, and now my fiancé. Oh, congrats. (laughs) Um, Something to talk about. Um, You know, often go and see things, people are playing different characters, there's makeup, there's different wigs or hats or costumes, you know, none of that ever was important and certainly wouldn't work for my show. So I think there's a great physicality, which I really love, you know, about performing the show and that I love and hate because it's really exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it looked like a serious amount of energy output. One of the the other things that I love and you just touched on was like the super minimal stage design and when i say minimal like there was nothing on stage like there was a bit of projection work but even like the Mm. outfit that you chose to wear was very Mm. very very stripped back and i i really liked that boldness that it took because then you it it just you put it all on the acting you put it all on this ability to convey those characters so i mean fair play to you because it really really was uh was class and i went like i'm not really a theater goer my wife is absolutely not a theater goer and mm-hmm. you know we went really because we I had interviewed you and I wanted to check it out and I wanted to support and we went right. and we both absolutely loved it to the point where we've actually been back to the theater since because we enjoyed it so much oh good well I, I'm sorry that everything else will pale in comparison <laughs> but um, <laughs> um oh thank you that's great it's great to know that I sort of have inspired people to the theater I mean 
I hope that that craving in life continues when, when we're able to come back in the world and gather again and actually be with other human beings. That, um, yeah. And talk to me, because you have had a very successful career in both theatre and the screen. Talk to me about some of the differences between those two mediums. And do you have a preference? Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but... Uh, I'd love to just hear some thoughts on the difference between the two. Well, I really, I really love the theatre, and I really love doing my my play, you know. But I, um, I'm currently uh, filming a television series. Oh, nice! Yeah, I've been working on a probably. I don't really have permission to talk about stuff, but I mean, it's public knowledge. It's not like I'm, yeah, you know. But um, yeah, I'm doing this show called. Um, your Honor for Showtime with Brian Cranston. Oh, nice. And yeah, and uh, you know, obviously everything is on hold right now, but we're, we've got, got to wrap up the last three episodes. But it's been an extraordinary experience because, you know, it's kind of like theater meets television where we have these, like, he's like one of the most incredible actors, you know, ever. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, this sort of wonderful team of, of people like Michael Stuhlbarg and Hope Davis and Margot Martindale. And, you know, it's kind of incredible. So I'm loving the fact that I am, you know, I'm in nine out of 10 of these episodes and I get to be part of a, a company and a family on a TV show, which I've actually never had. I've done a bunch of guest star stuff, but I've never actually, you know, spent this much time on a television show and it's just it's just amazing so it feels very um theatrical in a way because of who's you know captaining the ship i mean there's brian and incredible showrunners like peter moffat and um ed berger you know just these sort of real class acts intelligent smart respectful people and mm. um and it's I, I i don't think i felt like this for a long time i mean certainly not since i worked with mark rylance in jerusalem um so yeah i feel very very blessed and hopefully we'll have a show to go back to after all this but um yeah i mean i think something has definitely shifted with me in terms of um my of what i want to do you know i i'm also commissioning a short film a young man to write a short film that i'm going to go back and direct and star in and so working on that at the minute and do you think you will find it hard or have you found it hard to move kind of behind the camera into like a, a this new season of your life that you're talking about no i love like what i've discovered about myself in these past years working with my partner in Belfast on different projects. I love producing. Wow. I love finding talent and I love putting things together and I love giving notes on a script and I love, you know, soon asking people for money. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I just I just love it. I love seeing the whole picture and I think I'm really good at it, which is a very rare thing for me to say. Unreal. Um yeah, so I'm I'm excited for the next stage of my life and career to be about that. 
as well as as well as doing um hopefully more television um either on this show or, or another show but i'm so lucky matthew i'm so lucky because the 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 stuff that I've done, you know, the films, a few films I've done and the, the television work I've done, you know, I, I think I said this to you before, I don't work constantly. I've never worked constantly. But when I get a job, it feels like it's with incredible people mm. and they are incredible experiences. Um, so I feel really blessed and I'm hoping that it's a reflection of what I have to offer and who I am. And so as I approach I'm sort of approaching this sort of next stage of my life, which is, you know, um, being 50, getting to be 50 next year, <laughs> nice. which I'm really excited about. That's awesome. Um, and, um, you know, and that is sort of a marker. And the idea of apologizing or being, you know, standing back is no longer an option because yeah. I've done that too long in my life. So it's like, right, I'm here. I do have great ideas. I am capable and why, why should I not be deserving of all of this? So it's time now. And so during this very strange time that we're in, you know, day 11 of quarantine for us here, <laughs> um, you know, I feel like, you know, if, if, if today is not the day, if, the, if this time is not the time for people to sit back and say, all right, when we come out of this, what do I deserve? What can I contribute? Mm. Where do I belong? You know, these big sort of questions that yeah, we must ask yeah. ourselves and not be complacent about life anymore. Totally. Um, if we if we can, if we have the energy to, because all of this is very exhausting. And I'm I, you know, I'm usually much funnier and I'm usually much lighter, but I just I just can't be anything other than I'm just sort of desperately uh worried <laughs> yeah you know um absolutely and, anxious. and i think it's totally okay to accept that and there seems to be a lot of a like a big push that oh no you can't say that and oh you know you, you kind of got to buckle up but you know that completely ignores the very real reality that we're all living through you know and i really i'd love for you to unpack a wee bit you use this great phrase i wrote it down here you said that you inhale the world i just thought that mm. was really really lovely and i'd love mm. to hear your, some more thoughts on that kind of with also a question tagged onto it of you know do you describe yourself as a sensitive person would you say you have a heightened sensitivity to the world and how does that play into your work yeah i'm very 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 affected by the world and by people i also consider myself an incredible read of people like i'm incredibly um I'll always say to Connor, like, oh, the Irish witch, the Irish witch, because I have feelings, I have instincts, I have yeah. visceral reactions to people and situations. And um, it's interesting that I say I inhale the world, considering we cannot inhale anything <laughs> within further than six feet from where we exist, um, <laughs> you know, with other people. So I can no longer inhale people, but I am inhaling <laughs> nature. <laughs> this is a really hard pivot. I've I have no idea like where to go from here to get to where I'm trying to get to. So I'm just gonna be very upfront <laughs> and say, look, this is a massive, massive, completely change of pace here. Tell me about your engagement. Like, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, and in the middle of all this, you know, this beautiful, you know, moment happened. Listen, you know, we've been together for 
11 years and you know but uh it was a, a a beautiful thing to be you know just to, to say would you like to make you know anyway i got a i'm wearing a, a beautiful ring on my finger i'm i'm not a girly girl i am <laughs> not in things and all but i have to say it's a very nice bit of sparkle in the middle of this darkness and um <laughs> he's the most incredible person i've ever met in my life he is the smartest and most sensitive and most beautiful human being and you know after 11 years i just i feel like you know we're just beginning on this journey together and um i'm i'm so grateful that i have him as my family and um and look forward to you know the rest of our lives together we'll throw a hell of a party next year when all this is over awesome you know we're very blessed to live uh outside of the city we made that decision about five years ago to leave manhattan and move upstate yeah and it was the best thing we could have done amazing Um, so we can walk outside and get a bit of fresh air without seeing people you know so i feel very 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 blessed that's awesome um I, i have a wee voice message here uh, I'm going to yeah. play it and I hope you can hear it, okay? So let me know if okay. you can or if you can't. So here we go. Let's try it. Hi, Matthew. This question is for Geraldine. Um, obviously, she is not in Belfast at the moment, so I just wanted to know which does she miss more, Tato or Vita? <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Well, um, you know what? I think, well, I miss Vita Bread because I can't have it anymore because I have to live a gluten-free life. Oh, are you on the gluten-free years. life? Oh, dude. Yeah, so I can't, you know, I can't have it, but I love, and I loved Vita Bread. I loved cutting a big thick slice and loads of butter <laughs> and a big cup of tea. Just oh, sometimes piece of bits of cheese on it, some, oh, some Irish cheddar cheese on it. That's like yeah. the ultimate snack. Like a wee bit of and a wee bit of jam and cheese as well. Just really hits the mm, spot. Let me tell. Let me lovely. ask you this: Would you toast your Vita, or would you just eat it untoasted? Oh, oh, no, no, don't toast Vita. <laughs> you have to eat it when it's fresh and soft. No way. Unbelievable. It's a great bakery called Meredith Spread. And they made this gluten-free soda bread. And I was like, oh, for God's sake, I'm not going to like it. I'm telling you, you put enough Kerrygold butter on that and it's gorgeous. Oh, dude, you put enough Kerrygold butter on anything and it tastes good. I know. Oh, so good. Uh, I do love bread. I love crisps too, though. I do like tato. But, you know, if I had to choose with crisps now, I would probably choose pickled onion. Oh, nice. What, yeah. co- what color of packet is that over there? What's that? What color is the pickled onion packet over there? Is it purple? Oh, we don't have pickled onion here. Ah, uh, what? Is that an Northern Irish thing? Yeah, I think so. Oh, wow. We don't have it here. They have sour cream and onion here, but not, they don't, no pickled onion, no. Related no. question to this, someone's written in, if we could send you a box filled with Northern Irish stuff, what would you want us to put in it? If I was to get a box of stuff from home, um, a Nambari tea bags. Ooh. Uh, and definitely like chocolate stuff, you know. <laughs> what I type love of chocolate? Hazelnut, and whole nut, no oh. whole nut, Cadbury's chocolate. Ooh. Oh, and fruit and nut as well. <laughs> <laughs> There's a theme here. <laughs> and pickled onion crisps, pickled onion crisps. Duh. <laughs> Is there anything like outside of work in particular that you love doing when you come home? Um, sleeve donard. Ah, oh, yeah. 
The mountain um, or the hotel? <laughs> no, no, the mountain. No, the mountain. Climbing that, climbing that has a very special place in my heart. And also going to um, Ox and Muddler's Club Ooh, for food. Nice. I mean, the best, best <laughs> food ever. I mean, I've eaten some pretty nice restaurants, but those two places are unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, no, um, I'm... I'm excited to be be coming home quite a bit more. Um, yeah, it'll be great. Um, and you know, of course, my family, my mommy, you know, who's there, and all my brothers and sisters, and nieces and nephews, and all of that. I can't walk down the street and someone says, "Hi, Jordan, I'm your cousin." <laughs> Could very well be the truth. <laughs> There's a lot of us. <laughs> so good. Uh, Mark's written in here, and he says. Is Sly's voice as deep as it sounds on TV in real life? Yes, it is. Is it really? Because it's like the yeah. guy must have like a, a like a bass filter on his voice. It's so so <laughs> deep. <laughs> so let me ask you this: like one of the things that I'm I'm curious to find out about people at the minute is, you know, like what are you kind of doing? Are you finding anything that's helping you get through self isolation? Oh yeah, um, I. Um... I am FaceTiming with important people in my life so I can see their faces and hear their voices. And um, we are isolating with um, my good friend Jodie and her wife, Angelique, who's from, oh, nice. originally from Paris. So um, we are, Jodie happens to be a yoga teacher, so we are practicing <sighs> in the evenings. That's so handy. <laughs> um, you, know, you know, I had this really weird thought Okay. Maybe I will do a live Belfast Blues performance from my house and just me and the words. Whoa. Yo, that would be crazy cool. I just thought about that, just walking and talking the show. Because you could just do it on Zoom and set up the camera and then like you can have up to... I think if you have a pro membership in Zoom, I think get up to 5,000 people who can come on the one call. <laughs> you know what? That might be something I'll think about. I might think about because a lot of people haven't seen it. And, you know, I could just do me walking and talking. I have a big room in the back. Um, I could do it at nighttime when the sun's not coming in through the windows. Mate, that, that sounds epic. But it's not really. I mean, a- that's the perks of the play as yeah. well. Like, you don't need, you know it's yourself like it's a it's a portable play like you know if you're like traveling around the world it's like oh well what do you have in your suitcase you're like well i have this black uniform that's my <laughs> that's my outfit but that's about it <laughs> yeah i'll think about it yeah maybe in a couple of weeks or so when we all need we all need to go to the theater maybe i'll i'll do a show we'll see i'll think uh, about it please please let us know let us know if you do that and i'll uh <laughs> number one would love to see it again number two yeah. we'll uh we'll blast it out there for uh the people listening in because i'm sure they would absolutely love to see it too so i mean geraldine just mm. one last question just to uh kind of yeah. end on a on a high or end on a bit of an action yeah like we're, we're obviously going to be spending a lot more time at home with our friends and our family uh is there like one like movie or tv series that you don't think gets enough uh attention that you'd love to kind of point our way uh for oh us to God. kind of check out Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> that's 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 a that's a really tough question. I don't know. I mean, I've embarrassingly been watching <laughs> this 
There's <laughs> on Netflix that we just binge watched, and it's a social experiment called Love is Blind. Ah. And it's, it's about putting people together and eventually proposals without them ever having seen one another. It's just about listening and taking away all, all, all technology and just about talking through a wall with someone for days on end and then falling in love with them. Um, it's kind wow. of fascinating, but that is completely escapism. You know, We need a bit of that right now. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, Geraldine, oh, I think we're just about to make through this. You're breaking up just at the end here. Uh, look, all I just want to say was, I mean, thank you so much for, for taking the time to, to come on and chat to us. It was really nice catching up with you. And I hope to see you back in Belfast once all this blow, blows over. And uh, before then, I hope to see you doing a live version of Belfast Blues across the digital world. Yeah, it'd be cool, right? Maybe I'll do it. Oh, it'd be so cool. All awesome. right, I'll let you know. Right, take care of yourself. <laughs> Thank you very much. You too. Bye. <laughs> Hello, my name is Simon Worthington and I am based in Port Stewart. I am the editor of Turf and Grain magazine, an independent magazine which is committed to sharing the stories, experiences and ideas of the people of Ireland. I listen to Best of Belfast because it does the same thing for Northern Ireland and it shows us all that Northern Ireland has a better story to tell than what is often represented in the mainstream media. My favourite episode is the episode with Ryan Crown. Um, Ryan is someone I know and someone whose amazing career I've followed quite closely over the years. I support the podcast financially just because it's really important for independent media to receive backing because it's a really important space within our society and this podcast is just doing a really amazing thing for Belfast, if I'm honest. If you've been on the fence about joining the Producers Club and would miss Best of Belfast if it wasn't here, I'd highly recommend considering joining it today. You can do that over at bestofbelfast.org and I look forward to chatting to you in the WhatsApp group soon. Thanks.